Hey guys, when we started this project, we were not sure how hard it would be to edit, record everything, and then eventually distribute. But then luckily, someone told us about Anchor. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. Secondly, they have creation tools that will allow you to record and edit directly from your phone or your computer. They distribute your podcast for you. And the best thing is you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. We're in the state of confusion. Questions on your mind. Send in Letitia and Brandy. Gonna help you unwind. We're hanging out together, even though we're long. We'll pass it on over. Sorry, we're stoned. Yeah, I can hear you. It's is it too loud? No. Okay, great. Because I'm in New York, so there's a lot of road noise. So that's just going to be a thing. You're in New York. I am in New York. It is honestly not to offend anyone, <laughs> but I'm just not a New York girl. If I never had to come to New York again, I'd be okay with that. It just gives me anxiety. It's loud. It's crowded. It's fast. It's just too much. I can't. It's a lot. But you know what was so weird? So we flew in last night and, you know, usually you come in and we actually flew into, is it Teter, Teterboro? Is that his mm-hmm. Into New Jersey. And so it was so weird. The The city is just pretty much, it's weird. That's all I've got to say. I felt like, like I was no in one's a movie. Out. No one was out. The few people that were, you know, everyone's in mask. And it was just slower. And we didn't take an hour. We just zipped to the hotel. It didn't take any time. And it was just so odd. You know, I think I noticed that, of course, where I live. But, like, if you've been to New York, you just know how fast it is and how many people. And the cars are honking. And it's just so crazy. And it just wasn't like that at all. It was just this very eerie feeling. Mm. Well, can you share with the stoners what you're doing in New York? Nope. Why not? (laughs) Because it's top secret. Is it though? It really is. This time it it really is. But you know what? It's going to be amazing. And Molly, just she's see, she made us get here two days early so we could acclimate to the time change. Well, I'm already acclimated <laughs> and have nothing to do for two days because it is, you know, a little scary with COVID. And even though everyone has on masks, it's just not the same as to just go run around town. And so today I've just been in my room. Ooh, I did have room service this morning and the breakfast was um Honestly, one of the best parts about staying in a hotel. Breakfast in bed. Breakfast in bed and somebody that makes your bed at night and does all those fun things. But yeah, the room service was amazing. I had eggs and bacon and toast and potatoes and it was just bomb. Bomb, bomb. Uh, Well, I think something that like all the stoners are probably wondering is, did you bring weed to New York? (laughs) Duh. (laughs) Duh. You've got got a little marijuana to light it up with us today? Oh, I absolutely did. And the great thing I love about our hotel is like the windows all open and they're just like the prettiest windows and they all open out and it just like, that's the one thing I did love today is I just had all the windows open and it's like 74 degrees and sunny and it's so beautiful. And I'll say, yeah, well, about 76 maybe. Oh, it's warmer there than here then. 
Oh, yeah, it feels amazing. It's the perfect weather. And so I sat in my little windowsill and had a little smoke before we got on. Nice. So you're feeling great is what you're here to say. I'm feeling great. Great. Okay. Well, I um I was a little late getting on today because I was just upstairs making sure your room is all ready for you. And what fresh. about, I was going to, like, after this, I'm going to have you go upstairs because I need to ask you if there's a few things there that I oh, need. Oh, like... you do? Like yes. what? What do you and need? I sent, I sent a pair of tennis shoes to your house. So stoners, you aren't going to believe. Last week, we talked about, like, setting goals, fitness goals, and walking goals, and all that. And I was so sad because I still had not hit my 10,000 steps. It was so nuts. The very next day, I hit like 12,000. What? And then the next day, yes. And the next day, 11,000. Then wow. the next day, 11,000. And then the next day, I was down to 10,000. But that's fine with me. What were and you doing? You know what? We're going to talk about that in high design. Oh, we <laughs> are. Yes, we are. But Great. anyway, I hit all those goals. And it just made me want to keep on so bad. And... I am going to need to go on a walk in New York. But here's the problem with me in New York and walks. If I just make one turn, I'm lost. I know. You know, uh, it's the year 2020 and our phones have this small thing called a GPS map. That means nothing to me because it just, like, it'll keep rerouting, rerouting. And then I'm going to stand there and have to call Keith and tell him I'm lost and to send the car for me. And that's embarrassing. <laughs> I have no sense of direction. So if I don't know my way around somewhere, it is not a good idea for me to venture out alone. That's probably true. But anyway, just was hoping you guys hit your goals because I just like without even trying somehow, I just made those goals the four days after we talked about it. And so I was so excited that it's wanting me to keep it up. I, I really think the key was getting the watch that tracks my steps. And like you can get Fitbit. Brandy's going to make fun of me. Fitbit. You can get Fitbits. There you go. I think fairly inexpensive, right, Brand? I think so. Yeah. And I just think that be, knowing that you're being held accountable, if you look at that, I think changed everything for me. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's almost that time of year where we start to make Christmas lists, a.k.a. making lists of stuff that you would like to get, but no one actually gets you because they have their own agenda. Uh, but, you know, Christmas around the corner. Ask for the Fitbit. It's a great Christmas. And I've been seeing on the news that like 50% of people have already started Christmas shopping. Oh, I believe it. Are you really? It's because they're bored as hell. They're like, we might as well Christmas shop. So that's what pe- they said. And like right now the stores are empty. And so they're going now because of Corona instead of right before Christmas where it'll be packed. So they're doing it now and that there's really good deals right now. And I don't know. They just said that they're doing that now. Christmas well, I was I was thinking October. that Black Friday was going to be canceled this year because of the Rhone. Oh, it might. Don't you feel like? I don't know. I, I mean, probably know. not in like Florida because, you know, they yeah. don't know what the Rhone even is. But I feel like online shopping and Cyber Monday is going to be way bigger this year. Way. Anyway, I can't even believe it's October. Halloween's around the corner. It's about to be in a couple of days. I know. It's crazy. I mean, like, I felt like this year would go by so slow just because we've been so isolated and not doing as much. But it has just zoomed by. Zoomed. Yeah. Why are you yawning? I'm exhausted. She says this every week. (laughs) I'm so tired. Why? 
Oh, you know, we took one donkey to Miley's, brought another donkey up here. We've been socializing him, gave him a buddy, took Buckley from the horse field, put him with AJ, the donkey. For the past two days, we've let them bond so that we can put the two donkeys back with the horses, but we didn't want to just toss AJ in there and then gang up on him. So we've bonded with Buckley, kind of, and then we put them out today. So, you know, Ryan and I have just really been living the farm life this morning. Where's Ross? He napping? He's at the barn. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So he's still down there working. Oh, well, we came up and then it started raining and I was like, um, sweet, right, right. Could you go down and bring the mares inside? Because my horse ever cannot stand outside in the rain. Thank you very much. Bye. He probably loves it. He was like, why don't we go together? And I was like, because I just took a shower. And he was like, so did I. (laughs) I was like, well, you should have thought about that. And he was like, well, you should have thought about that. And I was like, got a podcast. Bye. Poor Rye. He just come here to work. He also came here like without the proper clothing attire for a a Tennessee winter with all the rain. He doesn't have a raincoat. So (laughs) the other day it was boring and I came out with my like full like zip up rain jacket and he has nothing. And he's like, what about me? And I'm like, what about you? Where's your your rain jacket? He was like, I don't have one. So he had to go I don't have a rain jacket either. You live in Los Angeles where there's no rain. Oh, that's true. But I don't think I've ever owned a rain jacket. Oh, it's key. Key, 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 key to have something fully waterproofed. Real nice. Yeah. Maybe Mm. I do need to purchase one of those Mm. for like December in Nashville. Yeah. I told Ryan to put it on his Christmas list. That's great. But (laughs) nobody's getting Christmas gifts from me. (laughs) I've already said I'm not. Yeah, you're done giving. We got the memo. I'm not giving. I'm getting the man of the hour <laughs> i'm taking a screenshot of this oh. i'm scared was it raining what's the matter what's the matter <laughs> what i do you didn't what did she do she oh out where well at least the gate was closed right who's out Mel- melody escaped <laughs> oh no uh-huh we've got to watch her <laughs> oh mel mel okay, let's get focused okay Let's start with high design. What what had you getting 12,000 steps a day, would you say? So, I don't know how to explain who Pat is, but Pat has been a part of our lives for a very long time. He is the son of one of my friends who they also like tour manage and do all kinds of stuff. But anyway, so Pat's this amazing guy in his 20s and he just got his really nice first place in LA and he has two roommates and it's just the cutest condo that they've rented. And he just helps our family so much. And every time Molly or I want to move furniture around, he's the one we call. And he just, he's always doing stuff that's so sweet for us. And so he kept sending me pictures of his place. And he was like, Tish, should I do this? Should I do that? And I was like, honestly, Pat, let me just come over. So I went over and literally all they had was like two gray couches that they'd been given from family members and like, pretty rough looking coffee tables and just everything was hand-me-downs and then Pat had like a gray headboard and a brown dresser and that's really it there was nothing on the walls it really was just a couch tables a headboard you know nothing at all Mm -hmm. and so he was like I've saved up some money so tell me what I should get and I'm gonna get it and he was like but you know like I'm on a big budget and I was like you know what I've got two days that I really don't have much to do let's just get this done 
And so we went to my storage unit and I pulled a step, a bunch of stuff that I just had in storage that I'm not using and some things that Molly had. And then, you know me, I can go in and look at something and know what we need. And we ran to Target, World Market, and Home Goods, and we got like accessories and some stuff for the walls and some towels and things like that. And then went back to his apartment and I just laid everything out and just went crazy. And just, I literally did his bedroom and the living room, dining room, literally in like, I think we, I went over his house that morning at 11 and I had it completely finished by like 7.30 that night. Whoa. And it looks incredible. And so Caddy, my assistant, was helping me with it. So she filmed most of it. I was going to say, so did you take pics? I did. So Thank it's God. the first time that I haven't forgotten. Well, actually, I did forget. Caddy remembered <laughs> to film the entire thing. And honestly, it was just mind-blowing at the end. And so we filmed him, like, coming in. Like, we were like, let's do a reveal. And so we did a reveal with him and his roommate. And Pat was so blown away. So he called his, his mom to come over. And it was so so cute because Pat was so excited and so happy and it just like proved to me like if you really focus of which I'm not usually good at but mm-hmm. I love design so much that we really did his room and the living room dining room literally in one day and it was just me Pat and Caddy and it also shows how I've been talking a lot about just t- taking things that he had or I had or someone else had and reusing them in a different way or in a different room. It just made, you know, even his older stuff feel so much newer again, mixed within new things that we found. But we did it on a serious, serious budget, and it turned out amazing. Wow. I can't wait to put it up for you guys. I'm going to put it on my socials as soon as I get to a place where I can sit and put it all together. But I think like knowing that you can really do it, like it was most of it was really just Target and Home Goods. And it just turned out so cute. I love Home Goods. Me too. I was actually thinking I can't wait for you to get here to be doing your basement because I'm going to tag along to all your little trips and get stuff from my house. Uh, yay. I can't wait to get there and do my basement. But anyway, stoners be doing your house while you're home one day you know what i just read by a really cool designer i follow she was like by the time you sit on pinterest Mm -hmm. or instagram for like three or four hours like getting inspiration for your house in those four hours the change you could make in one room is insane it's so, so true was like get off pinterest make it your own you can get ins- a little inspiration but make it your own and in those three or four hours that you've just set and surfed all those different sites go do it and mm. I, I think that's how i felt that day is that we just got in there and really did it and so i'm going to put up all the inspiration picks soon well we're on the topic of design gg hadid posted a photo of her nursery did they have their yeah they did have the kid didn't they because i was like i was like good on zane he put out a song the same week his child was born that is some smart pr but i just sent it to you i think it i think it was a stoner that sent me this on instagram and was like when gg posts a picture of her nursery and all you can think of is that's the color of terracotta brandy cyrus was talking about on her podcast oh let me see it didn't but i just sent it i just texted it to you it is the prettiest color is exactly the terracotta that i'm obsessed with right now I need to find a way to work this color into my house while you're here. I'm into terracotta right now. Oh, yes. I I love this color. It's great, huh? Yes. Could be the same color. Is it a lighter terracotta? It is a lighter terracotta, I think. I think that's the color of bedspread that I did for Pat. 
And at first I was like, oh, is he going to think this is too feminine? But what I did is I grounded it in a dark navy blue throw. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I love a macrame. We did a dark navy macrame on the wall. And so the navy really just made it feel so different. And it was yeah. so pretty together. That's nice. Yeah. I love this color. Because those are the colors in the early 90s that I would oh, paint. Really? Yeah. Oh, I painted that in, like, we had the house um, in Nashville and there was a room painted that color. I feel like it was very, you know, like Southwestern colors, things mm-hmm. like that, that I had in the house. I do love that color, but I feel like those, those vibes are coming back. Some of the old world colors in a way, you know, just, I don't know, colors that I would have used when I did my house early nineties. Yeah, I could see that. Oh, my other question about design. It's not really design. It's more like decor. How soon is too soon? Like, when would you say is appropriate to start decorating for Halloween? In a week. Okay. So, like, first week of October? That's what I'm thinking. Because you know what? If you're going to go to the hassle of putting it up, you know, just, like, get 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 your money's worth and your time's worth and I think put it up. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. I feel always feel like the first step to fall decorating is to go to a pumpkin patch. I took Azzy Girl to her first pumpkin patch when she was just a puppy last year. So I feel like if we have time while you're here, that would be a fun activity for us to go do. It can be Rise first pumpkin patch, Astra's second, great photo op, and we'll come home with a few pumpkins. What do you say? I absolutely love that idea. Love it. And then the good thing is with the pumpkins, you can, if you don't carve them, they'll last through Thanksgiving. Well, that's what I was and, thinking. And then you have all, you have fall decor from October until late, late November. You know what we do at this house after uh, Thanksgiving's over? We toss no. all the pumpkins into the pig pen and they go after them. They eat so, the whole thing. Of course they do. It's awesome. <laughs> it is awesome, actually. I know, because I'm always like, where do we put these? Where do we throw these out at? The pig pen. Okay. Some DRMT? That's just what I was getting after. I think we have quite a few this week, actually. Let me pull her on up. Hey, Tish and Brandy. It's Nate here. Um, I'm 23. I listen to Brandy and Love's podcast as well. Here's my situation. I am working at a job right now helping a company run their Instagram, and I'm potentially working at another job that I'm going to be switching over to running their Instagram as well. My long-term goal is to somehow end up in California in some kind of entertainment industry with marketing, kind of Instagram, social media. I don't really have a plan because I'm not sure really where to go. So that's kind of where I'm turning to you guys to see, like, what advice you have for me and like where I could go and just anything like that. Um, love the podcast. Bye. I'm always so flattered when we have male listeners. Me too. I can't well, believe he's it. going to be ecstatic. He said he also listens to YFT. I feel like we have a few guys that listen to us. I think so. I can't believe it. We're so cool. <laughs> okay. This needs to be your question since you're the social media queen, not me. I don't can't I'll, even I was going to tell our friend Nate, my mother needs help with her social media. Can we hire you? No kidding. Absolutely. uh, How to take a not blurry photo. That would be great. She could use a lot of direction, but in all seriousness, I I think what you're doing is smart. It's a, it's a great way to like kind of build your portfolio of what you can do. If you can, I would take screenshots of these businesses, Instagram feeds that you're curating and that you're running for them. 
take screenshots of all of it and then use that as your portfolio so that you can then go and say like, this is what I've done. And it's even better if you can take before and afters and be like, Oh, look how lame their feed was before I started running it. And then look how great it was after the fact, if you can get insights on those things too, like, Oh, they only had like five clicks a week before I started running their Instagram. And now they get like 400 clicks a week or whatnot. Just getting those statistics to be able to kind of put into like a sort of resume, I feel like would be great for you. But I think that that that's probably the move i do think like yeah if you want to be in entertainment la is probably where you want to end up but you know like northern california is where all the tech and and stuff is like google that's what i was thinking all that so maybe that's somewhere that you should look into and i'm not as familiar with i've only been there a handful of times like that's not really my area but I think if you could try to make some connections in the Silicon Valley and make some connections there, like that could be a cool angle as well. If it's music that you're wanting to get into, give Nashville a go. I feel like if, if music's where you're, where you're wanting to be, I feel like a lot of like management companies and labels are constantly hiring people to help and do digital stuff for their artists. And I had a friend, his name's Derek, and he started out doing a social media and, and digital marketing for an artist, mm-hmm. a country artist. That's a friend of ours. That's where he started. And now he's living in LA. He had a, a big job with a major, major label working for huge, huge artists before COVID. And now he's kind transitioned into something else but it was a great place to start so you could always just hit up companies and see what kind of jobs that they're um, looking to fill like in the social media area because that's something that's very important these days as an artist to have be be very strong in as your social media presence it's really the most important it really is now yeah my advice hold on okay All right, guys, we want to give a quick shout out to one of our favorite sponsors, Nutrafol. I take my Nutrafol. Do you take your Nutrafol? I take my Nutrafol all the time. I do too. I'll have the one for 50 and over. I was going to say, there's a (laughs) few different formulas. Uh, There is one for women that are postmenopausal, which would be my mother. Um, (laughs) And if you're confused about like which formula of Nutrafol is right for you, you can go on their website and they do have a quick hair quiz that you can take. You just answer a few questions and then they will tell you which formula is right for you. If you aren't familiar, Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. I've taken it for years. I can tell a huge difference. I can too. I have such like baby fine hair and not very much of it, but I, my hair does not shed. Like it really doesn't. And some of my my girlfriends, like when they come on trips with me and stuff, their hair will be everywhere, like all over the sink and in the shower. I just do not lose hair like that. And I feel like you used to and don't anymore. I did. (laughs) Honestly, maybe, but I definitely do not anymore. Like, I barely even lose hair in my brush when I brush it out. Well, this is amazing. So tell the stoners how we get it. Also, Nutrafol has a subscription that you can do so that it shows up on your doorstep. I do a subscription. Okay, so clutch. That way you never run out. All right, you guys, if you want to take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners... $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code STONED. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com promo code STONED. That's Nutrafol.com promo code STONED. 
All right, you guys, we want to tell you about another one of our sponsors. It's Lumi Deodorant. I think we've talked about them before. I keep one of these sticks in my carry-on bag when I'm traveling. I don't like deodorant. It's just one of those things that I never think to pack. So I just make sure I always have it on me. If you guys aren't familiar, Lumi is a whole body deodorant that was created by an OBGYN who saw firsthand how normal BO was being misdiagnosed and mistreated. This deodorant is baking soda-free and paraben-free, plus it's pH-balanced for safe use. I know for me, like, I've heard so much bad stuff about deodorant and, like, what's in it isn't great for you that a lot of the traditional ones that you can buy at your local drugstore just aren't cutting it for me. So I really love Lumi. Plus, they come in a variety of fresh, bright scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, which is my favorite, and they also have toasted coconut. And the great thing is, is you can use Lumi all over your entire body. So when you travel, it's so much easier just to have one product. Plus, they also have deodorant wipes, which are super clutch, especially if you're on like the red eye or an overnight flight. And they also have body wash, which is really cute. And it comes in a mini travel size as well. Lumi offers a starter pack that's perfect for new customers. And as a special offer for our listeners, all new customers get 15% off Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code STONED for 15% off your first purchase of LumiDeodorant.com. That's code STONED at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T dot com. So this is one of my favorites. It's the Integra Boost, um, which helps keep your weed fresher. It sure does. Integra specially brings you plant-based solutions for top-tier cannabis storage and packaging. And my favorite part is, is that with the terpenes, that you can kind of mix and match and make them different flavors and just kind of specialize your weed. Totally. Plus, they are precision-crafted plant-based packs that are entirely food-safe, so they can be used with any of your cannabis products. Integra offers an array of sizes and relative humidity levels for storing flour, pre-rolls, gummies, blunt wraps, and so much more. For more information, check them out at www.integraboost.com or at Integra Herbal on Instagram. Use code SWS at checkout for 15% off of your next online purchase at www.integraboost.com. I hope all the stoners heard in the beginning that I'm in the middle of New York City. And so that's why you're hearing so much road noise and honking. And it's really just nuts here and there's nothing I can do. But there it goes. Like, this is why New York gives me anxiety. Honestly, it's kind of nice. Makes me feel alive. Uh, No. Okay. Anyway. Did you get the photos I just sent you? I did. Okay, perfect. This is so fun. So I we told you guys uh, last week that we created a Facebook group for you guys, for all the stoners to connect on. We posted links on socials, and we'll do it again this week in case you guys missed that. But this is so exciting. So one of our listeners, Christine, actually posted in the Facebook group her question for this week. And it's so nice because she was able to add photos so we can actually see her room. So That's I just amazing. sent them to my mom. Yeah, so you could see them as well. So Christine... Christine says that she has just moved into her new dorm room and needs a bit more storage and a place to keep her phone and books by her bed. Uh, Any suggestions? And in the photos, you can see she's actually done a really good job. She's got like a bunk bed in the room and she's sleeping on the top and then has made like her desk area underneath, which I love. But I can see how that would be tough to have any like there's no nightstand. Like where do you keep your phone and stuff by your bed? So Tizzle, what you got? I have a great idea. Great. 
So as I'm looking at it, I'm picturing up by your bed, you have a picture. It looks like maybe that you even maybe drew, but I love it. It's a cactus and it's like really some of all my favorite plants, but that wall is kind of bare. So I think what you could do is if you're really looking for storage for like reading material or your phone and some chargers, things like that. What about if you take, and I'll put a link to a few that I really love at my house in Nashville, I had an office and my desk didn't have drawers and so I took these you hang them on the wall and they're actually to put like folders in or papers in Mm -hmm. and they hang on the wall and I think it is for file folders Mm -hmm. and I think it'd be really cool to hang that on the wall like maybe two of them and make one of them for like books or papers or a remote or things like that and make the other one something that you hang on the wall that can hold your phone and things like that because not only will it serve as store I think it'll make warm that room up as well and just as it's like a gallery wall when you have like different things besides just pictures on it I think it'll also become a part of your decor that'll be really pretty mine were really pretty gold and I had just gotten them at Target so I'll see if they still have them and send those but I think there's a lot of really cool things that you can get these days that you can go on the wall that also serves as storage and so I'll put a couple of links up Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. I actually have a white one leaning against my wall here, and I got mine at Home Goods. So it's definitely. I always see them at Home Goods. Always. So definitely something you can get inexpensive, and that's a great, great, great idea, Tizzle. Love. Thank you. Christine's so cute. Thanks for posting in our group. Uh, No, I love your dorm. It's so cute. I love the pink fuzzy pillow. And I love all her little plants that are hanging. Mm -hmm. So cute. All right, next one. Hey, Tish and Brandy, this is Rachel from Richmond, Virginia. This is a high design question. Um, I'm a little lost, so please help. My boyfriend and I just moved into a house, and there's so much space, and I have no idea what to do with it. My style is boho chic meets farmhouse, and I really like rustic accents. So if you have any advice as far as colors, furniture, storage, anything, oh, my gosh, I would love that. Please help me. Thanks, guys. Bye. Her style sounds like my style. I was going to say it sounds like my style. Oh, you were? <laughs> yes, I was. Hilarious. Gosh, I don't even know what to, where to start. I mean, like, well, honestly. Like you don't either. It's, you know what sounds so fun is it sounds like you have a completely blank slate, which I was just talking about Pat's rooms um, that I did. His were the same way. It really just had nothing. And I think the way to start is with a bedroom. Maybe find like your bedding first, you know, like a comforter or, or a pillow. We actually started his bedroom off of a throw pillow that we found at World Market and it he picked it out. I was like, if out of all these pillows, which do you like? Because he really had no clue what was. And he goes, I really like that one. And it was a navy blue and that terracotta color. And so from that pillow, we kind of did the whole room because his walls were all white and he didn't want to paint because he'd have to paint it back when he moved. So we really couldn't do a wall. But I think for you, that if you do start with that, like Brandy just did one wall in a really pretty brown color, like a darker color that really grounded the room and made it a little moodier and a little softer. So I think finding things for your rooms, like one piece that you love, and if you want to put it up on um, Facebook, then I can give you some suggestions. But, you know, just like whatever you find that you love for a room, take it from there. 
then you can decide like a paint color or my favorite thing is now is like a lot of mixed woods, like different colors of woods. And I think the biggest thing with boho is also chic is nothing should really like match match. Like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. I really love it if the woods are just not matchy. Yeah, I should actually post a photo, but I kind of centered my Denver apartment around this rug that I found. It's like a vintage yes. rug, and it was something I really, really wanted was to have. What, do, what What is that style? Is it Turkish? It was Turkish, yeah. Ish, my rug. And I was like, I just, it was, they were really trendy at the time, and they still are, but I just was like, I want one that's really, really great with like pink and red tones, and I found one, and so I centered my whole apartment around it, and then I brought it into this house now, and I like made it work in, in an office office that Miley had actually put some furniture in and it's the chairs and the rug like you would think that they would never work together because they're both such bold patterns and lots of colors but somehow it looks awesome and it is very like Mm -hmm. boho-y so I'll post that as like an example of how sometimes like loud stuff can work together and that is what can make it seem so unique so that leads to my other suggestion was like if you have a living space or something I like I like picking out a rug and centering everything around the rug because I'm a big rug rug gal like I love rugs and I I typically like rugs that make a statement not just like a neutral one so I think it's fun to start from the from the floor and work your way up yeah I love those but the the key too I think with that rug red and pink for her like I wouldn't think that about Brandy but the cool thing about that is then because the rug was so bold we did everything else neutral it was like an off-white neutral couch and a leather chair so the the rug was really the statement piece in that whole room so I do think that that's really fun is just finding one piece that you love and taking it from there yeah, if you want to see that a Denver apartment, actually, I have a whole blog post about it on my blog is called Style Native. It's just stylenative.com. And oh, my mom and I. You do. Oh, I do. do you. Yes, Tizzle. And we actually did a whole Inst- IGTV mini episode about it, too. It's on my highlights. So if you want to go check it out, that's actually a really good example of, of mixing like boho, but also like a a minimalist like yeah I don't know, like city vibe it was cool I really liked that apartment a lot maybe we can put that up too on our Facebook and I'm gonna try to get my Pat thing up my filming of his space being done so we'll try to get both of those up within the next few weeks all right we got one more hi this is Alien Dallas and I'm listening to this week's episode and just about wrecked my car when Tiz said she eats oatmeal with ice cream because I recently discovered the greatest invention with oatmeal and my family and my boyfriend think I'm disgusting, but I swear it's so good. It's a oatmeal PB&J. And let me tell you, Tish, you've got to try it. Get your Quaker oats in one minute, heat them up. But whenever you put the water in it, Put some powdered peanut butter in, like PB2. It sounds gross. So good. So literally your oats are warming up, cooking in peanut butter. Then when they come hot and fresh out the microwave, get your jelly, get your jam, slathered in there, and it, it's fantastic. And I, I just had to share that because I cannot believe I have a fellow weird oatmeal eater. So enjoy. Okay, this is so funny. Okay, first I was thinking, ooh, but then I love, like, at night, I literally eat vanilla ice cream with peanut butter every single day. Like, you it's do? one of my favorites. Yes, every night I eat 
a scoop of peanut butter with vanilla ice cream and usually whipped cream. But what is so funny about that is, first of all, I'm definitely trying it because it sounds amazing. And peanut butter and jelly is my favorite thing ever. But Billy Ray loved, instead of putting ice cream in his, which he would do sometimes, but he always would put, like, he would get it, the oatmeal out, put a tablespoon of butter in it, and then oh. a tablespoon. And then a tablespoon of jelly and mix it up and eat it. What a so freak. It's crazy. But yeah, he would put butter and jelly in his oatmeal. So yours sounds way better. So as soon as I get, you know what, Bran? We're going to try that. Yeah, for sure. Huh. Well, that was a great segue into Munchy Moment. It's a great segment. You know what? Ryan and I had, I think it was a couple weeks ago, but we made, so whenever I do horse shows, we're there all day. So we like pack lunches to take to the horse show. So we look for stuff that's really easy to make. So we made these like chicken salad sandwiches and we cut up like pieces of apple and put it in the chicken salad. And I've seen, I've seen this done with grapes. Like at Whole Foods, you can get the pre-made chicken salad with grapes. The apples are bomb. Really? Yeah. And that's so unexpected, but I'm here for it. Okay. I know. I don't know about that. <laughs> I, I loved it. Mom Munchie moment. This is not something weird that I make, but I have been addicted to this place in LA called the Chop Stop. Have you ever heard of it? Salad place? Yes. And do we have those anywhere other than California? Because it is so bomb. So you can get, you get to pick your lettuces. It says create a salad and you get to pick six toppings. And I get the romaine and spinach mix. And then I get cranberries, onions, cucumbers, celery, feta cheese, and cranberries. And a balsamic. It truly, I, before I left for New York, I ate it every single day for a week. It is so oh. good. So if anybody has the chop stop in your town, get it immediately because it is so good. Hmm. Anyway, that's my, which is so good for me. So healthy. Very healthy. I can't believe. It, it is delicious. Huh. I'm craving it so bad. All right. Well, I'll get it. All right. Well, I think fun and games is over. Now it's time for a real life professional therapist to come on and help us all with our issues. <laughs> And he really is awesome. Like he, uh, I'm telling you, he has changed my sister Miley's life. Like she is a different person and she's been seeing him now for a long time and she just loves him so much. Like at this point, I feel like he probably feels like part of the family to her. So I, um, I'm really looking forward to having him on today and getting my own little session in, in a sneaky way via podcast. So let's get Dr. Amon on and we can have a but seriously moment here on Sorry We're Stoned. Yeah, Molly has worked with Dr. Amon for so many years. And I think for her, the thing she loved about him is he didn't just say what he thought was wrong or was going on. But his big thing is, is he actually scans your brain and does this brain imaging. And it really does show that things that you've you know done in your life from stress to whether it's drugs or alcohol or he really shows you your brain and with Miley you know he would do it yearly and show her how her brain was progressing whether in a good way or a bad way and I think just know seeing that made her really understand and knowing it was helping but anyway the brain imaging is just the coolest thing ever and he really is saying that he's trying to take the guesswork out of psychiatry and that he's transforming the way mental health is being treated and how he treats it. And his book, I think that really made Molly start going to him is called Change Your Brain, Change Your Life. So anyway, love Dr. Amen. So let's get him on. 
All right, Stoners, we want to give a quick shout out to one of our podcast sponsors. Here she freaking goes. Mother, we need to tell the Stoners about Mood. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is right. If you guys don't know, Mood is known for their federally legal THC. Oh. And now they're adding their most potent product yet to the lineup, which that's perfect for Tish. She loves the potency. Honestly, I love Mood. Yeah. Well, great. They're, they're like, uh, they are so good. I, they really do have something for every single mood. And it actually works the way it says that it does. Oh, it does. Yes, it does. What's your favorite product, would you um, say? You know what? I love their pens. Mm, they are okay. really good. Okay, cool. Yeah, Mood offers uh, things like flour, gummies, vapes, and more. And they have this THCA product that converts into THC when you heat it and you get access to the classic marijuana high. Mood's latest and most potent breakthrough in the world of legal cannabis. All of their products are regularly tested in third-party labs and sourced from small family farms and pesticide-free, which is so important. They have different strains for specific moods, hence the name of the brand. So whether you want like a euphoric, energized feeling or you're feeling more creative and want to chill, they have something for everybody and plenty of versatile products that go with whatever mood you're going for. Try Moods' new THCA flower today. For a limited time only, get 20% off your first order and a free THCA pre-roll. Just go to hellomood.com and use promo code SWS. That's hellomood.com code SWS for 20% off your order and a free THCA pre-roll. Cute. Ed, I don't think you and I have met before, have we? We haven't, but I have heard so much about you. Well, I've heard so much about you <laughs> as well. That is true because Miley always says that Dr. Amon says, what would Brandy do? Or maybe you should speak to Brandy because you're the only normal one out of all of us. That's funny. We were talking yesterday about you and how I've saved Miley's life in so many ways. And just it's so mind blowing to see who she is today because of all the work she has done with you. And even like with me, there's so many times when I feel like I'm at a spiraling point. And my favorite thing to talk about on our show is ants and how that's, if I took one thing away from being in sessions with you and Molly, it's the ants, which is automatic negative thoughts, which I think we all do. But when I'm really having a hard time and I'm really scared or fearful, Molly will go, are you letting the ants in? <laughs> and of course I am letting the ants in. So I wanted you to kind of talk about that because I think it's been so helpful for all of us. Well, thank you for having me. It's really a joy. Whenever you have a thought, your brain releases chemicals. And whenever you have a happy thought, a hopeful thought, a loving thought, your brain releases chemicals and every cell in your body reacts. Your hands get warmer, breathing gets deeper, and you just feel better. But whenever you have an angry thought, a hopeless thought, your brain releases a completely different set of chemicals that make you feel bad. Your hands get colder, they get wetter, your muscles get tense, your breathing becomes more shallow, your heart beats funny, and it happens immediately. And thoughts are automatic, they just happen. They're complicated, they're based on stuff from the past, what you ate last night, how you slept, and 
the one thing I didn't know until I was a psychiatric resident when I was like 28 is thoughts lie. They lie a lot. And it's our uninvestigated thoughts that damage our relationships and damage our sense of happiness and joy. And I learned you don't have to believe every stupid thing you think. And I had a really hard day at work. Many years ago, I had four suicidal patients, which for a psychiatrist, that's a lot and it's hard. And two teenagers who'd ran away from home and two couples who hated each other. And I got home to an ant infestation in my house. So I don't know if you've ever had an ant infestation, but it was really irritating. And as I'm cleaning up what felt like thousands of ants, I'm like, ants, automatic negative thoughts. My patients are infested and their ants have jumped on me because ants can be contagious. And so the next day at work, I brought a can of ant spray. <laughs> and I put it on my coffee table. And I'm like, I'm going to teach you to kill the ants. Now, ant spray is toxic. So ultimately, I got an ant eater. Oh, cute. And I'm like, you need to develop an internal ant eater to get rid of the bad thoughts. And then I have a children's book I wrote called Captain Snout and the Superpower Questions. That's adorable. Because, you know, I mean, four-year-olds can learn this concept. And it really has become one of the pillars of the work I do with my patients. And I feel like you can use it in everything. Like you said, it's in relationships and everything. But even me is like, I'm the most fearful flyer. And I just had to fly to New York. And of course, Molly and I, our energy just riles each other up. And in that moment of, is it okay? Are we okay? Like, that's what she's saying to me. And we're holding each other. And I immediately thought of automatic negative thoughts. All the things that I'm thinking that could go wrong. Well, is it really going to happen? Are you for sure it's going to happen? Like, you know, and so I walked myself through the whole process and it just helps so much. So, so, I think so that what that is the process? I feel like this is good. I mean, I think that clearly the first step for Miley and now my mom has been just that self-awareness of when the ants are happening. It's like recognizing it is one thing. And then like, what are the exercises or what are the steps you take to make them go away? Would you it say? killed them kill them so whenever you feel sad or mad or nervous or out of control write down what you're thinking and then there are nine different kinds of ants so see if you can identify what kind of ant it is so for example fear of flying almost always is a fortune telling ant Mm. things are going to turn out badly, even though you've probably been on a thousand flights and 995 of them have been fine. Mm -hmm. And none of them have crashed. There's also mind reading ants where you arbitrarily predict, you know, what someone's thinking, even though they haven't told you. And I have 25 years of education and I still can't tell what anybody else is thinking. <laughs> There's all or nothing ants where things are either all good or all bad. There's guilt beating ants. Actually, that was one of Miley's big ones. Huge. Thinking in words like should, must, ought, or have to. Mm. And, and I think one of the things she and I talked about it on Instagram live is 
changing the word should. And if you don't want to, and it doesn't fit your goals to, don't do it. I've heard her say this. <laughs> yeah, I have. Because uh, I do, I'm similar. Like, I'm such a people pleaser, and I do feel obligated to say yes to everything and to always just volunteer myself for things. And as I've gotten older, I think I've learned to say no sometimes and I'm trying to get better at that so I don't like overcommit myself and spread myself too thin but I've definitely heard Miley talk about that a lot and just saying like her, saying her time is so precious that like why would you know spend your time doing things that aren't going towards your goals well and Brandy what I want you to do when people ask you to do something is to say I have to think about it I know yeah people actually respect you more if you respect yourself and then just ask yourself, does it fit my goals to do this? And, you know, one of the things Miley and I did early on and always do is this exercise called the one page miracle on one piece of paper, write down what you want in your relationships, your work, your money, your physical, emotional, spiritual health. What do you want? And then you go, well, does it fit? If I say this, does it fit? Like I want a kind, caring, loving, supportive, passionate relationship. Always want that. Don't always feel like that. I get these rude thoughts that just pop in my head. And if I've slept and I've eaten right, my frontal lobes protect me from saying that thought that, you know, is just not going to help anybody, you know? So it's always, does it fit the goals I have for my life? So Back to the exercise, when you feel off, sad, mad, nervous, or out of control, write down what you're thinking, see if you can identify the kind of ant. But the most important three words, once you've written down the thought, is it true? Mm. So that's step number one. I'm gonna give you five steps. Okay. The first one, is it true? So if I get the thought, my wife never listens, to me because I've had that thought. She has ADD. She gets distracted easily. And I had that thought and I wrote it down. Is it true? Well, no. I've written 15 public television specials about the brain. She's listened to all of them. So it's not. But, but if I don't question my thoughts, if you don't question the negative thoughts, you believe them mm. and you act as if they're true. And I'd be upset. And I would actually give myself permission to be rude to her. So you, thoughts, negative thoughts can be self-fulfilling. So is it true? I always want to tell myself the truth. All right. So the second question, is it absolutely true with 100% certainty that this is going to happen? And if the first, is it true, didn't crack the thought, mm -hmm. that one cracks the thought. The third question is, how do I feel when I believe the thought? And so if we go back to my wife never listens to me, I feel sad, I'm irritated, lonely, and I'll probably be rude to her. Mm. So even though it's a lie, it makes me feel awful. Mm -hmm. Thoughts, uninvestigated thoughts, they drive anxiety, panic, and fear. And so three is really important because three teaches us that thoughts drive bad feelings. How would I feel without the thought. And without the thought, Tana never listens to me, I'd actually feel pretty good. I wouldn't be burdened by it. I'd be a better husband because I would be more engaged in a positive way. And a lot of times people answer for with, I feel free. 
And then the fifth question is my favorite, is you take the original thought, my wife never listens to me, and you turn it around to the exact opposite. My wife does listen to me. And I could find so many examples that it's just like magic in the original toxic thought just disappears. I like that last one. I know. And this honestly just happened to me today. Like I was upstairs and there was a room full of people. And the one of the last questions I want to talk to him about is just giving advice on how to deal with grief. I don't know. I can't even say the words out loud because I'm in that emotional state. But so my mom passed away like a month ago and I feel like all my emotions are just nuts. And we were upstairs and we were talking about this trip we're getting ready to take down to Nashville. And there was all kinds of conversations going on about when we were leaving or when we weren't. And I immediately just started busting out crying, (laughs) having a complete breakdown and was like, I do everything for everybody and no one ever does anything for me. And I hate having to depend on people. And I was just like, ran out of the room hysterical and then I got down to my room and closed the door and did exactly what you're talking to and I was saying to myself well I shouldn't have said that because that isn't even true my kids do a lot of things for me and even if it's just calling me like I really walked myself through the process because when I said nobody does anything for me that did make me feel sad that made me start to spin but when I got to my room and said in my own brain I shouldn't have said that because that's not true I have kids that do a lot of things for me and they love me and I'm so close to my kids so you know then it made me not feel bad it did make me feel more free and like I am loved so being able to walk yourself through those processes are so important well and you took something that could have gone on and on and you nipped it in the bud which is when you have mental discipline and unfortunately nobody teaches us Mm-hmm. That we have a high school class that's in all 50 states where we teach kids this, and it decreases drug, alcohol, and tobacco use, decreases depression, and improves self-esteem. It's just, it's just a basic human skill we should all have. Now, it doesn't mean when you lose your mom, or in May, I lost my dad, it doesn't mean that you're not sad and that you don't miss them. But... An ant infestation can make it complicated and toxic. You know, I I know how much you loved your mom and how much Miley loved your mom. And you can't short circuit grief. You know, you can prolong it and make it worse by engaging in bad brain habits. So, So I have these tiny habits, these little things I do every day to just keep myself happy and sane. Like I wake up every day and go, today is going to be a great day. That way my unconscious mind finds why today is going to be a great day. I knew I was going to talk to both of you and that made me happy. But when I go to bed at night, I say a prayer and then I'm just programmed now. I go, what went well today? And I review the good things about my day because it sets my dreams up Mm -hmm. more positive. And so I sleep better and it helps me be more resilient, even during a pandemic. And it was May 5th and my dad had beat COVID. My mom, dad, and sister had COVID. Wow. Um, My dad really never got better. And I was on my way to take him to the doctor's appointment because he was still coughing and he stopped breathing. 
and called 911 and the paramedics came and I couldn't revive them. And it was a terrible day. But because it's my habit, right? I mean, we all have habits. I went, what went well today? And first my brain went, really? You're going to do that today? <laughs> and then I just started thinking about being there for my mom. And the police officer was just lovely and helpful. And I got hundreds of texts that day from my friends, from his friends. And it, there were so many beautiful parts to the day. And that's how I put myself to sleep. And by engaging in these habits that keep us well, it helps us thrive even during hard times. And I knew that grief is a big hurt. And when do you want to start healing? And so I went live on Facebook for the next four weeks. And I just talked about grief. And I wrote my dad a poem. And I mean, I'm, my wife would find me in my chair listening to his voicemails crying because I knew I had to get in touch with how much I loved him. And we had a complicated relationship for about the first 50 years of my life. Wow. And so start healing as soon as possible, be in a brain healthy routine, fix sleep first. It's always what I say, be aware for ant infestations. And then no triggers are going to happen. Like, you know, so many things remind you of your mom. And when they come, just know they're going to come and crying is okay, but allowing the ants to infest your mind are not okay. And then, you know, keep memories balanced. Like my dad had so many good parts of him and he had a couple of terrible parts to him. So, you know, just being honest, is so much better than idealizing someone. Yeah. Although Mammy was pretty perfect. <laughs> I know, I was literally going to say. I look honestly, she did have a few, but I mean, like, pretty much. I mean, she was incredible. But honestly, like, I, I just sounds so terrible to say, like, it's honestly comforting to even hear you talking about you losing your dad. There's some comfort in seeing people that are going through the exact same thing or did, and you're doing okay. You know, like, for me the ants that creep in are even upstairs thinking, you know, I do everything. No one does anything for me. My mind starts to go, but the only person that did is my mom and now she's gone. So I don't have anyone. And if I get sick, I'm going to be alone. And that's where my brain goes. And so to be able to be like, well, that's not true. I have five kids. Surely to God, one of them will be there. <laughs> we I'm just sick, built you, you know, a basement, like, mom. Exactly. You're going to so, live on in there. I definitely go to the fearful things of my mom was the one that loved me most and now she's not here anymore. And, you know, that's where I go in my brain. And so to be able to have tools to not completely spiral out of control is really good. Well, it'll just help you so much because, you know, the, the truth is a lot of people love you and you're important and the healthier you are, the more you attract them toward you where, you know, when you're sad or you're angry, you push them away. Mm -hmm. And part of, I have a new book uh, coming in March called Your Brain is Always Listening. And part of it's about the dragons from the past that breathe fire on our emotional brain. And one of the dragons, so there's a grief and loss dragon 
for sure, which is rampant in time of COVID. But there's also the death dragon, which is, you know, the fear of death drives so many bad decisions. And knowing we're all going to die, I had to write my own funeral when I was in college for a death and dying class I took. Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, who is one of our teachers, said, it is the denial of death that is partially responsible for people living empty, purposeless lives. Mm. Because when you believe you're going to live forever, you don't take care of the important things you need to do today. And I've always sort of taken that to heart because it's like if you can understand the death dragon, it means, okay, today really is a present and I need to be present in order to enjoy it. So I often ask myself another little tiny habit is when I'm struggling with something, I'm like, okay, how important is this? Does it have eternal value? You know, just going back to my dad, I know he continues to live on through me and 50 grandchildren and great-grandchildren. And your mother completely is alive through you and Brandy and Miley and the other kids and the other people she touched and she loved. Absolutely. I want to ask you one last question. And that is, do you think if someone can, they should get a brain scan. And I just was reading a few things before we jumped on and I didn't realize that Justin Bieber had been diagnosed as bipolar and then you scanned his brain and felt like that he wasn't. And I just feel like there's a lot of misconceptions and you really do scan brains and see someone's brain health, right? Yeah, you know, psychiatrists are the only medical doctors that virtually never look at the organ they treat. And I think that's just insane. Cardiologist look, your neurologist looks, your orthopedic doctor looks, the OBGYN doctor looks. Everybody looks at the organs they treat. And do you remember, Miley talked about this on Joe Rogan, where I looked at her brain and I'm like, you had a head injury. And she goes, no, I didn't. And then you told her that story when she got creamed by a tree. Oh, I thought it was going to be about the horse, that she walked behind a horse and got nailed in the head. So she's been hit a few times. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which totally matters to what I did for her. And if I don't look, how do I know what's going on? So I think if you have the opportunity to get scanned, I have eight soon to be nine clinics around the United States where we do that. People can learn about it at amenclinics.com. And it does something else for you. It lets you fall in love with your brain. And I often say people care more about their faces, their boobs, their bellies, and their butts than they do their brain, which is sort of crazy. But because you can't see your brain, people don't sort of get an attachment. And you're right. When Justin came, he'd just been diagnosed with bipolar disorder, but that's not what his brain showed. And, you know, that's a lifelong diagnosis. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to be on medicine for the rest of your life. But they gave you a lifelong diagnosis without ever evaluating the organ, which just makes no sense. So when you said that, when we first met you, I was like, 
oh, that is so true. Like, I, I would have never thought about it that way. And I also think that people have all these stigmas about mental health or, you know, why they have it or they're embarrassed. And I think for someone to be able to go in and actually see why, I thought that that was so important. And I haven't done that yet, but I really want to. And I think it's also cool to be able to see, like, when Miley started eating healthy and became sober and all these things and you scanned her brain again, you could see like progress and healing of it too, which I thought was so amazing to be able to just brain scan and really start to understand your brain. Well, you know, no one really wants to see a psychiatrist. No <laughs> one to be diagnosed or labeled, but everybody wants a better brain. And in my new book, The End of Mental Illness, I argue we need to throw out the term mental illness, all these, what they really are, brain health issues that steal your mind. And that one idea just changes everything. It decreases stigma, increases compliance, because it's like, oh, my brain is an organ. And that's one of the things Justin said to me, and he finally got it. And he said, my brain is an organ like my heart is an organ. And if you told me I had heart problems, I'd do everything you said. He said, now I'm going to do everything you say. And then he got better because he's seen it as a physical organ mm -hmm. that when you fall in love with your brain, you start doing the right things for it. And there's a little tiny habit like I give to Miley. It's like when you go through your day, just ask yourself, is this good for your brain or bad for it? you begin to make good decisions because you realize it's the organ of success in relationships and work in your health, everything. And if you're bad to it, the quality of your decisions won't be as good. I mean, it's true because we don't think of it like that, you know, and I even say that about, you know, I'm very open about that. I've taken Lexapro now for like 15 years, but I have no shame in that. Basically, honestly, it was my mom that said, you know, why are you living your life? I mean, I was just so anxious. It was like really affecting my quality of life. And so she had me go and like Lexapro was like this miracle for me. And so it's something I talk about because I think some people can just be so ashamed to take something, but it's no different than taking something for your heart or your liver or, you know, any other organ. So for me, that was just really important to talk about that as well on here, because I'm just really open about my struggles with anxiety and, you know, how much that did help me. But also changing the way you eat and exercise and all these things also go toward brain health so much. Yeah. Well, and, you know, we have this stigma against psychiatric medication and with it, 85% of psychiatric drugs are prescribed by non-psychiatric physicians in seven-minute office visits, and they often do a bad job with it. So let's not hand it out like candy, but it they save people's lives when they're prescribed properly. And withholding the proper medication is like withholding glasses from somebody who can't see. I mean, we don't shame people because they need glasses. You know, the person wearing them might not like it, but they're so grateful to be able to see. If there's, you know, a brain health issue and Lexapro makes it better, we should just be grateful. So grateful. <laughs> and there's no controversy around diabetic medication mm -hmm. or high blood pressure medication, many people will shame those who are taking medication and that's just wrong.
Mm-hmm. Well, I wish we could talk to Dr. Eamon for hours and hours and hours, but <laughs> but Dr. Eamon, I real quick before we let you go, uh, for those listening that want to dive more into all of these amazing things that we've talked about with him, where can they find out more from you and connect with you further? Well, thank you so much. My wife and I have a podcast called The Brain Warrior's Way. We've done like 700 of them. They're 10-minute podcasts, a little daily dose of motivation, brainwarriorswaypodcast.com. They can learn about the clinics at amonclinics.com. And on Amazon, they have all of my books from the end of mental illness to change your brain, change your life, uh, Captain Snout, so on. Is the first book you'd recommend if they were going to get a book, is it Change Your Brain, Change Your Life? You know, that's my best-selling book. Start there. I think it's a great foundational book. I love it. It really is. Thank you so much for coming on. And and I know your time is precious. So thanks for spending some time with us today. Well, what a joy. Amazing. Thank you so much. I'm sure I'll talk to you soon. Great. Bye. I'm trying to go get my brain scanned ASAP. He's incredible. And he completely changed Miley's life. I agree. Miley's a different person. The things I really took away from everything he said were like feed your brain healthy things, right? Versus the unhealthy thoughts and everything. And what I took away from it was set yourself up to have healthy thoughts. But yeah, I think a great place to start is just asking yourself stoners like does this set me up to for success with my goals and does this you know promote brain health or does it deteriorate my brain and uh i just love that i think he's amazing so i'm so pumped we had him on i hope you guys enjoyed that one other thing that he really loves to do and it helps so much is he really has you put down the pros and cons and to be totally honest with yourself about those pros and cons and it really shows you like it gives you tools i think that's the biggest thing with him like how to kill the ants and so that's what I really loved about him is he gives you the tools to change the way you're thinking he really does help you change your brain and change your thoughts so he's incredible if if the only thing you can do is go and listen to his podcast absolutely do it and his book change your brain change your life is incredible so uh well you know what makes my brain happy cupcakes oh I'm craving something sweet of Mm. being in New York I'm trying to get some sweets delivered to my room. I'm Dr. Amon would not be happy about that. I, I don't know if you noticed, Rye. but my sweet angel Rye, he brought me coffee and a cupcake during the I saw that. What a sweetie pie. Okay, well, I would love and say and chat with y'all, but um, I'm going to go start Yellowstone. I just downloaded all of them, and that's what I'm going to do, and signing off, stoners. Well, you know, I love to give a shout out to the voicemail. If you guys want to call and leave us a message, ask us a question for our Dear MT segment. And then put a picture up on our Facebook group. You can call and leave your message at the number I'm about to read. Are you ready? 818 eight three nine zero five three four and we will play your question on the podcast and we'll answer it and yeah it's our favorite segment so please call us also if you haven't already make sure you subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode it's really convenient to just hit that auto download button and it'll download right to your phone every single thursday and if you love us a lot you could really go give us five stars and a nice review love you guys love you guys see you stoners Hey guys, I'm Alana Dunn and I'm the host of Seeing Other People. As an early Hinge employee, a modern dater, and now a fiance, I know the dating world maybe a little too intimately. I'm here to make you feel less alone in your dating journey, whatever it may look like. 
don't have a date for tonight? No problem. Whether you're looking for love or just want to laugh and commiserate with others, tune in to Seeing Other People as we explore the roller coaster that is the ever-evolving world of dating. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.